0: what's going on guys it's tyler shaw uh back here again with another episode uh haven't done one in a while but we're on episode seven of this little podcast um series that we got going on with music talks with tyler and uh today we have a very special guest uh mr alex key um he's put out he's a country singer uh, located in north carolina and um he uh has just he's been kind of working hard at this country music gang and just um, getting this commercial, um, trying to uh, kind of work hard at becoming just the best artist he possibly can. And he's put out some really great content. I I personally found him through uh, like TikTok and um, Instagram and social media and all that. So he's just a super cool guy and can't wait to uh, get into some of these questions that we have for him. And uh, should, we should have a blast. So uh, Alex, anything you want to add to that little introduction or?
1: I think you pretty much covered it, man. Let's do it.
0: Awesome. Sweet. Um, So to start, um, actually, to start, we'll go with that. We'll start with like a little fun question. Um, One of the previous guests, uh, if you're watching this episode, I believe episode number two, uh, one of my friends, I told him that uh, Alex was coming. And so I was like, do you have any, you know, he'd listen to his music and he was like, oh, he's real good. I was like, do you have any special, you know, requests, any questions? So he wanted to ask. Uh, who's your favorite football team? Uh,
1: favorite football? I mean, it's got to be the Carolina Panthers.
0: Oh, man. Got
1: to be. I mean, <laughs> but but that's, you know, that's just home team. You know, aside from that, probably uh, the Saints, New Orleans Saints, Tennessee oh, Titans. You never go wrong with the Titans, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. I had a Camaro on my uh, uh, fantasy team this year. So.
1: He, oh, really? Okay. He okay.
0: Well, but I'm personally more of a of – a Can- well, I'm from Kansas City, so – I'm okay. always a Chiefs fan.
1: Um, yeah, well, of course, of course.
0: Which was uh, disappointing this year, but we'll we'll be back, so. I, I,
1: dude, every year holds promise, man.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, sweet, well, let's uh, get right into it. So can you talk a little bit about, like, kind of your musical, like, upbringing, if uh, if you will, like, a bit about your background and how you kind of got into this music industry?
1: Yeah, I mean, um... My mom, pretty much, you know, she listened to and, you know, still does listen to a, a pretty big array of music, you know, uh, a lot of country, a lot of classic country. But then, you know, rock and metal and, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, I grew up on just about everything. So um, and when I was when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a, a rock star, like a rock singer and uh, tried that and I found out I didn't have the voice for that. Uh, as you can tell, so <laughs> that didn't last long. Um, but you know, as far as you know, instruments and stuff like that. You know, she taught me how to play the drums, and then I taught myself how to play everything else, pretty much. And yeah. and then somewhere around, uh, I don't know, middle of high school, I pretty much decided that you know, one way or another, at some point in time, I was going to make a go of a music career. And I uh, I got out of high school and started doing landscaping for a while, and uh, you know started my own landscaping company and did well for a year with it. And then I decided, you know, it was time to just jump right into it. So I, I did and I've been building it ever since.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you, uh, so you mentioned like you're, you're self taught, like with, uh, everything else, do you mean like guitar and like piano or any other instruments?
1: Yeah, I play uh guitar, uh, piano, a little piano. I'm not a, a, a classically, um, knowledgeable piano player you know as far as the music theory but uh i know the nashville number system i can do that fine but as far as like you know when you get into all your you know augmented chords you know I, that's that's above my head but um <laughs> banjo i can play the banjo uh bass you know basically any stringed instrument that you don't mandolin a little but you know if you bow it like a fiddle i'm out i'm out
0: <laughs> yeah no, i not I can never get into those personally, but, um, I I'll tell you, right. Like I'm in theory, I'm in like my final level of music theory is a music education major. Wow. At this point, it's just pointless. It's all hypothetical. It's all like, what, really? what if the composer did this, it's like, well, he's dead. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. Wow. so it's, it, it just gets worse from, from the national number system.
1: <laughs> well i was on drum line and uh so i was in high school band and so fortunately i never really had to read music um because i would have been i would have quit i'd have just left you know i just had to read the rhythm that was okay the rhythm's fine but then you get into all that other stuff and i, I was not jealous of any of the wind players that's for sure
0: <laughs> man yeah i'll tell you like a lot of um all, all like my personal like weak weakest um part is like rhythm. So I'm personally strong with like some of the melody and rhythm. So you can kinda okay. me out with uh, some of my rhythm dictation homework and everything.
1: There you go, yeah, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um cool. so yeah, we're uh did you ever have did you ever have uh, any formal like training at all or um uh like taking any lessons at all?
1: No, um I guess the closest, you know, I would consider any training would be, um, you know, I was in chorus. It was never really so much training as much as, you know, just we were given the parts and we were expected. Because so, I was in – we had an honors chorus situation at our school, and you either got in or you didn't. And, um, you know, pretty much as much as I, I loved Coach Brooks, it was one of those things where, you know, once you're in, you're just expected to know what you're doing. And uh, so you kind of get thrown right into it. And so I, I never really got any training, um, on anything. So that was pretty much sink or swim, I guess.
0: And that's like, just like a choir, like your school choir, right? Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So like, um, like what were, um, or how, how, how do you kind of transition from like that classical choir? Cause I was also a choir kid and okay. um, they probably hope to teach some choir and stuff. Um, but how do you transition from that classical choir period to like country music was it just just background and family or was it um or do you just kind of uh how do you how to like how do you kind of what's your mindset change into like the choir room versus into your solo
1: career well i'll put it this way i was a bass too in, in choir so when i was on the way to you know uh when we were having a performance or whatever and i'd be on my way I would put on a Josh Turner album and sing along. So <laughs> that would help get me in the bass too mindset. <laughs> so, and then as soon as I'd leave choir, I'd put something else country on. So it, it actually coach Brooks told me one time to get rid of the twang in my voice for at least an hour a day. <laughs> because he needed me to sound like, you know, a choir singer. Yeah. So I'd have to, I'd have to get all proper and stuff and you know hold my chin and and so it was just really um chorus was really more of a facade than anything
0: (laughs) right right that'd be so interesting to see like especially hearing have hearing having heard your music now like um hearing like a clip of uh like your choir music and stuff like how just the difference is just i bet insane
1: it's embarrassing i was in um i was also in chamber which was you know a handful of I think we maybe had 10 people in it and it was just, you know, the, they picked, you know, two bass twos, two tenors, you know, things like the Sopranos and we just had a, you know, kind of a upper echelon chamber group. And Oh my gosh, man. I mean, that was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, but it was, it was hard to, uh, to do that because it was just, you know, you can really blend in when you're talking about a choir of 120 people, you know, you're, you're good. But when you're talking about 10 people, and I'm a loud singer anyway. It's hard to, you know, pull it back a little bit, pull the twang out, and get the proper, you know, stuff going on. But it, it was fun. I enjoyed it.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Hundred no, one hundred percent. Um, so uh were your parents or like any sort of relatives at all in, in like into the music business or like other than just maybe like listening for pleasure, um, were there were there any kind of relatives in that music business at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, um my mom used to play drums for a a band several years ago so she and she was in marching band and and they had a very big marching band when she was in school so she so she did that Uh, and she's currently my manager now um so there's that and then my great uncle um I, i don't know how familiar you are with bluegrass
0: oh i've i've grown to love bluegrass
1: yeah okay have you have you ever heard of wayne henderson oh yeah Okay, so Wayne Henderson is um my uncle's best friend. My uncle's name is Herb Key. And Herb, have you ever heard of Herb?
0: I've not heard of that name, but I'll, I'll look him up. Yeah, I'll look him up right
1: after. Yeah, de- definitely look him up. He's um he's played bluegrass for uh, I don't know, he's 80, he's about 85 years old and uh he's pretty big in the Appalachian area as far as bluegrass goes. If you if you've ever heard of roll Fest or any of that stuff, he always plays there and um but he he's had quite a few accomplishments you know he he and doc watson were best friends and they played a lot of shows together and so he's he's been in the bluegrass world for a long long time and he he builds guitars with wayne the henderson guitar um he's he's his right hand man as far as those go and they build guitars for you know uh brad paisley zach brown all you know all, all those guys so
0: absolutely yeah that's awesome um so then i have to ask like did you ever try out any like bluegrass um i mean obviously so it's like your great uncle so like maybe uh goes go back goes back a few generations but did you ever like try out any bluegrass or i know you said you play the banjo
1: yeah i mean i can play a little bluegrass a little flat picking and stuff we um uh, have you ever heard of the kruger brothers
0: uh, i have not but I'm, I'm gonna write that down just
1: to Definitely check them out. Very, very. They're from Germany. Very good group of guys. But they, uh, you know, they started in country and in in uh, Switzerland and southern Switzerland or northern Switzerland, I guess, whichever's closer to Germany. I'm terrible with that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, the uh, you know he started in country and he they moved here in the early 2000s, and um, you know they kind of took me under their wing locally, and they, uh, you know. They play strictly bluegrass now, so I kind of, you know, between them and my uncle, you know, I kind of wanted to pick up a little bit of bluegrass and just play it for nothing more than you know at least some fun. So I I, I've done that, but I've never really, as far as just uh, you know wanting to play bluegrass under my own name, not really.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I obviously, I mean, and hopefully like everyone like listening, like we all kind of like hear that like country like twang you have like did you always have that like were you like did you like develop that just kind of being in uh like a uh, north carolina i know you mentioned you travel like a lot to tennessee and stuff like did you kind of yeah. develop that twang or um were, were you just kind of just always always a country man or
1: oh no it's uh it's definitely always been there it's uh i'll go back and i listen to some you know things from when I was a kid and I had like the most annoying voice it was just so high pitch and and twangy and and it's 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 just gotten lower and the, so the twang is not quite as ear piercing but no it, it's definitely always been there
0: <laughs> <laughs> man yeah um and then so if you weren't a musician um do you have any idea like what you'd be doing right now or like what your like what your occupation would be like did you ever want to be something when you were super young Any, anything like that
1: well i tell people this they think it's funny but you know when you're a kid everybody wants to be a rock star you know when you're young mm-hmm. everybody there's a handful of things everybody wants to be you know they either want to be a rock star or they want to be a firefighter you know things like that but it's right. it's usually basic things like that mm-hmm. i kind of went the opposite way you know I, when i was young i wanted to be a marine biologist you know, I'm I'm talking like four or five years old. I, I had it in my head, I wanted to be a marine biologist, you know, and, and then, you know, I mean, that requires several years of college and everything else. And then when I'm in, you know, 10th, 11th grade, you know, the speakers from the colleges and stuff are coming by and they're asking people in the class, like, well, what do you want to be when you, you know, when you graduate, what do you want to go to school for? And they get to me and I'm like, yeah, I want to be a country singer. And they're just like, what? I'm like, yeah, I want to be in there. Like, Where are you going to college? I was like, well, I don't know. I may not, you know, I may just, I may just be a country singer. And they're like, best of luck to you, man. You know, and, and so it's, it's just kind of funny that, you know, when I was <laughs> four or five years old, I had a very reasonable, realistic yeah, career choice. And then, you know, I get on up older, uh, supposed to be more mature. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be a, I want to be a country rock star now.
0: So, yeah, you kind of went <laughs> on the reverse end of that.
1: I definitely went backwards on it. But, you know, other than that, I mean, my grandpa was the, uh, he was the um, head of a big construction firm. And uh, so he's taught me a lot of stuff about building houses. Uh, My dad owns a, a pool construction company. So chances are good in some way or another, I probably would have been doing, you know, some sort of building or architecture or something like that. But music is pretty much from the time I was, I mean, I've always sung, you know, I've always sung since I was very, very young. I did my first stage performance when I was probably in first grade, you know, so I n- always knew I wanted to do it in some form or fashion. But I think pretty much once I hit, like, like I said, you know, high school, uh, I pretty much knew that one way or another I was going to do something in music, you
0: know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's awesome. Um, and then with that kind of country music and then, I mean, just look at where you are now. So it's just like and then the place that you're like, I mean, I like listen to you and I tell all my friends who I've shown like your music to I'm Like, I mean, he is going far. Like he is, he is, this kid is going far. So, um, but the, um, as far as like country music specifically, do yeah. you have any specific kind of country influence? Are you more modernly influenced, classically influenced? Cause I love, uh, all sorts of country music. So I'm just kind of curious.
1: Um, you know, when I first when I first started recording, um, I went to Nashville in uh, summer before last, and I recorded a set of songs. And a couple of them were pretty classic, but the rest of them were kind of modern. Mm. And my mindset at the time was I wanted to compete with the current market. And then uh, my my heart is in classic country. My number one like go to influence is George Strait, and so, I mean, that's, that's where my heart lies. And we've got all, uh, I think we've probably got every single George Strait album there is. I know all the songs, you know, all, all of them literally. And it's the memory, like the history behind them and stuff, it's terrible. It's, it'll absolutely disgust you, but <laughs> really, <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad, but.
0: Can you give us like Can you give us like a taste of just one of them or no? Is it that, is it?
1: Oh, I mean, for instance, like let's take King of Broken Hearts, oh. you know, from Pure Country, uh, or where the sidewalk ends, you know. I'm really good friends with the guy that that wrote that, a uh, guy named Jim Lauderdale, and you know, just stuff like, you know, just little things like that. And like for instance, Jim Lauderdale wrote "The King of Broken Hearts" for George Strait for the movie, but the reason he wrote it was because of George Jones, and George he went he went out to George Jones's grave. No, excuse me, not George Jones's grave. Excuse me, he went out to um, hold on. <laughs> hold on you put, you put me on the spot uh, he sung with the birds not clarence white but um he wore the nudie suit with the marijuana leaves why is it not coming to me uh gene not uh, parsons graham parsons oh wow that took way too long <laughs> graham parsons he went out to graham jim lauderdale went out to graham parsons grave and just sat there and wrote this song about george jones and the relationship troubles he was going through because he said that guy right there is the king of broken hearts. So for whatever reason, Jim goes out to Graham Parsons' grave and writes the king of broken hearts about George Jones for George Strait.
0: Wow. It's
1: absolutely wild. Feel free to like go look that up and check oh, that yeah. story out. because it's, it's super interesting. And it's, oh. Jim, Jim is out there the way he writes, but incredibly talented writer. But that's, that's just a little, you know, excerpt of, of some of the knowledge I have and it's so stupid no one no one needs to know any of that stuff but I enjoy learning it I don't know
0: no I love it I, I love I love learning about that um yeah and then obviously i one of my like uh like um big uh music like fans with in terms of like the modern country that comes to mind with that North Carolina's I'm sure you know Luke Combs oh yeah <laughs> so um that's kind of like And I I like kind of hear a little bit of that, like your music as well. So I hear like that modern twist, but then also that country twang with the um, classical. Yeah, uh,
1: that was, that was kind of my, like I said, that was kind of my my thought process at the get go. And then I, you know, you know how it is, you know, you're on Facebook and, and Instagram and, TikTok and no offense to any of the other artists. I mean, they're all talented and everything else, but you see so many ads for music. That sounds very competitive in today's market. You know, it, it sounds similar. A lot of it sounds similar. And I just decided pretty much in the last couple of years that I wanted to go back strictly to classic country yep. and, you know, be a little, be a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, these new songs that I'm getting ready to release are pretty much straight up nineties country.
0: I love it. I can't wait. Um,
1: I hope you like it. I think I think you will. If you like classic, I think you'll like
0: it. Oh, definitely. I'm hundred. I'm a hundred percent on board. Um, so, uh, obviously, we get, like. I can I can hear kind of the George Strait now that you mentioned it a lot, even just in your speaking voice. But um, are there any musicians like? Do you, do you see yourself kind of collaborating with next? If any famous musicians are watching this, I don't know why, but if any. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, really any man, I'm I'm up to collaborating with anybody, you know, I've, uh, I don't know, you know, there's a lot of people on TikTok right now that I would happily do some stuff with, um, because I, I don't really care so much about, you know, they don't even have to be a classic country artist, you know, it can be someone that's doing modern country because, and really that may even be better because it's, you know, you take two people that are fairly different. And you put them together and it it makes for something interesting. Kind of like, you know, when uh Luke Combs and Leon Bridges uh yeah. did did their CMT crossover thing, you know. So stuff like that. But you know, as far as someone that I'm I'm setting out to to do work with right now, I'm not just uh whatever happens, happens and I'm I'm definitely up for it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, super that's awesome. Uh so kind of transitioning a little bit um Con- to some more like songwriting stuff. Um, okay because do you write your own um stuff yeah i, do. I gotcha. do so could you walk us through And we had uh, a, a previous songwriter also on this podcast um yeah. but he did he actually was my roommate and um <laughs> okay but, uh could you walk us through like a little bit of your process because i know everyone's is different like when you start uh to write a song and like do you start with a melody or do you start with words or a cool rhythm or
1: yeah You know, it really depends. What I find uh, to be the most common is I'll sit down, you know, with the guitar and I'll just strum around with some chords until I find something that I think's pretty. And then it's really, I don't know, sometimes it'll be an unusual chord that, you know, that I'll hit on the guitar and that like a John Mayer makes no sense style chord. (laughs) And then, you know, and then when I refine the song, it'll end up, you know, being just a regular chord, but sometimes that that you know pretty beautiful chord just spurs an idea or a line or whatever and then I just start building off of that line and the way I do that is I just I try and plan the music video out in my head and you can go ahead and consider me a very dramatic person if you want to because I like see all <laughs> I like see all the the movie taking place in my mind and all this stuff. And that that helps me, that that visual in my my mind helps me complete where I want the song to go.
0: God, It's a definitely like a visual like learner you would, would you say?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean it's 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 an I guess maybe more um just a uh an imaginative
0: person. Gotcha. Yeah, because not all the
1: songs I write, there's there's a big majority of the songs I write that aren't necessarily about me but are about you know other people's experiences and or just things i made up in general but um some of them you know i write are close to my hearts. you know based on on me and then other ones i write you know based on other people's experiences
0: gotcha yeah that's that's i mean and that's such an interesting problem like i haven't heard um starting with like kind of visualizing the music video but now that i think about it like it kind of works and um do you do you find like with some of those chords that you say you just kind of mess around with, do those just kind of come yeah. on accident? Like, I know, cause I'm like learning guitar a little bit. I'm in a guitar class. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not even like finger picking. I I, I just do chords and whatever, but yeah. um, like a lot of times I'll mess up a chord and it'll just be because of like wrong fingering. And wrong. so well, I'll be like, oh, that kind of sounds cool. So yeah. yeah. Is it, is it because of that or is it like you're kind of finding it on purpose or not on purpose, but just like taking this, taking a, a new direction?
1: Yeah, that's, that's really it. I mean, I'm, as far as I, I've played guitar for uh, 12, 13, 13 years. Wow. So I, there's not many, many chords I don't know, but every once in a while, I mean, you'll find, you know, an augmented or a seventh chord or even just a seventh chord in the progression of, you know, a simple one, four, five or something like that. And you throw in that seven, you know, just little things like that, And, you know, take your finger off this string, you know, let it be a suspended chord, you know, stuff like that. And it just depends on, it may, it may even be a chord I've played a million times, but just in that progression could just spurn something. And a lot of it depends too on what mood I'm in and, you know, sometimes I can sit there for two hours and try and force myself to think of anything. Mm -hmm. And the, usually what I find is that it's the nights that I don't intend to write anything that I'll write a song in 45 minutes.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's do, 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 I know like some, um, so I'm just kind of curious, do you do like, do you have like a a second uh, job or do you do like more music, like full time? Like you kind of focus on your career, like full time or,
1: yeah, no, I'm. I'm. I am a full-time musician. I actually. Uh, I have a band um, here in North Carolina, and we play pretty much. uh pretty much every state in the Southeast, and we and uh, we do a lot. Of, huh?
0: Oh, I was gonna say that's the locksmiths, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Just for like anyone, uh, in case you just curious. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we play. Well, COVID kinda hurt us a little bit because, you know, everything was shut down. Yeah. And um, but we're we're getting started back up and we uh, you know the year before last in two thousand nineteen, I think I played about hundred and twenty shows. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I stay I stay busy on that and then I'm actually I'm not making a whole lot off of, you know, music royalties because royalties are nothing, you know. Mm. But um, you know, I'm getting checks for, you know, $100, $120 a month now, which takes a lot of streams, you know, to make that, I'm sure you know that, to make that kind of money. So that's, that's yeah, a little extra gas money in the pocket and that's a blessing. <laughs> so yeah, am happy with it.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, um, any sorts of income really, but I know um, a lot of, so like being a full-time kind of musician, like I know uh, I've heard some other kind of musicians talk about this, but they'll yeah. have like songwriting sessions where like mm-hmm. they'll require themselves to go like even if they don't have any any ideas in their mind right now they'll just set a date like every tuesday thursday at x time um right. i'm going to show up to this um let like or session and we're just going to write and jam out maybe sing an old song and spur off in a new direction like yeah do you have do you have those can you describe kind of maybe how you're how those Sessions go, or
1: <laughs> uh, I'm probably not the best person for that question um, because <laughs> I don't. Uh, we we live on a lot of land, and uh, so I'm I'm always out on the tractor, you know, working on cars or whatever. So I'm I'm always generally outside in a field, and more than usual. That's a lot of times where I might have a line pop in my head, mm-hmm. you know, just it'll be a random line. And, uh, you know, I'll take that line later. And then this is the other half of it. Like I said, sometimes I'll hit a pretty chord. The other half of it is I'm doing something completely random. And like I said, I could be mowing a field and something will just pop in my head and I'll keep that. And I'll put it in my phone or whatever. And then later I'll go back and I'll build on it. But as far as going to sessions, I've only written in a session one time. And that was that was literally two less than two months ago. Um, I, I was flown to Miami by a a label, and they wanted to uh, they wanted to to talk about different opportunities with me and stuff. And they super nice guys, but they uh, they're looking for someone that's willing to be a little more pop oriented, and I'm I'm just not that guy. But they put me in a, a room with this girl named Bonnie, who is a uh, a writer for Warner Chapel. Uh, a girl named Bonnie Diamond, and she's a very talented writer. And, uh, but it, it was definitely different for me because, you know, like you were talking about, some people will set aside a certain time or a day or whatever, and that will be their time to go write. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So so the whole time I'm in this room, I'm basically looking at her, and I'm like, what do you want to write about? And she's like, I don't know. What do you want to write about? And we finally ended up coming up with something and, you know, and, and it just, it was just way that to me was way too forced. And, um, you know, it was, it was definitely different for me. So, I I feel like the more I did something like that, the easier it would get, you know, to, to work with other people like that. Cause I love working with people. It's just such a different, uh, a different process than what I've currently done for, for so long that, um, it's, it's a new, that's an, a new field. Definitely for me.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's that. And then, like, honestly, whatever, whatever works, I mean, um, clearly like, you know, going out and just mowing and coming up with something randomly is working. Like it, it works for me. <laughs> but, like, it's really, it really just completely depends on the person I would say.
1: Oh, I think so. I think so.
0: But, um, do you have, do you have any, like, so for some of the songs, um, you have like, maybe I don't know, like Spotify or Apple Music right now, which is like um, one of my personal favorites, like A Boy Can Dream. I think they're all great. Yeah. But you. Do, you have, do you have any inspiration like, um, like any kind of story behind the song for any of those?
1: Uh, not really. Honestly, like Then Came You was, man, I don't know. I wrote, the, I recorded it in 2019 and I think I wrote that song in... 2016 maybe um and that was another one I just I was thinking about you know I don't know why man but I was thinking about like Cinderella and you know because it, it you know talks about we didn't meet at a ball I wanted a prince you know talks about that and looking for the yeah. girl to match a little glass shoe and then came use and I just thought it was a, I thought it was a cool process or a cool thought process so I, I went with that yeah Uh, a a boy can dream you know country music loves those uh what's what's the word for that those you know those sayings those those phrases and stuff those commonly used phrases You know, a boy can dream things like a bird in the hand you know different things like that country music just eats up and i just thought it was you know talking about a guy that could go off and do all this stuff but he's not going to so you know a boy can dream
0: but i thought i thought it was neat no, I love it. That's awesome. Um, so can you speak a little bit, kind of shifting gears again here. Um, can you speak a little bit about like your, do you like have like a practice routine at all? Um, and like um, your, oh, and by the way, for those songs that you just mentioned, I'll, I'll link those all down below so you guys can uh, listen to those. But um, do you have like a, any sort of practice routine that you do, maybe not on the daily or like, um, do you, do you practice how often or just kind of stuff like that
1: are I don't so really often... I don't so much practice on my own um I find I find for me personally that it's 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 better for me not to practice because I start to overthink things right and I start wanting to change things and stuff like that so I find that I just pretty much you know I practice with the band once a week and saying, uh,
0: but you are saying uh, like my music students who are watching this they should practice right?
1: You should definitely practice. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So, Look, I'm a little little too honest sometimes. So, yes, definitely practice, stay in school, uh, all the (laughs) responsible adulting things. For me, me personally, I just found that, I mean, if I'm learning a song, I will, and, and what also confuses a lot of people is I will, I don't write songs down. I might put an idea in my phone, you know, a a hook or a phrase, but I don't actually write the song down because when I when I write the song, I play it so many times as I'm continuing to finish it. Mm -hmm. Then by the time I actually finish the song, I could go play the song live at a show and remember every word. So it's just beat into my brain. And I do the same thing when I'm learning, you know, for instance, we like to pull out Purple Rain at shows, you know, completely different from country music. But when I learned the solo for Purple Rain, I started overthinking. I started wanting to do it like Prince does it. And, you know, I found for me, especially that since we're doing a country version, that it was better if I just designed my own version of it. And instead of continuing to practice that every week, I just jump on. We have a practice stage and I just jump on the stage and I play it. And I might accidentally happen across something that's like, that's really cool i'm gonna keep doing it that way and mm-hmm. i'll just remember that so yeah we definitely practice you know at least at least once a week sometimes twice and we'll go over the same song you know two or three times and we'll might change something and stuff like that but as far as at home sometimes i, I just like to kind of you know step away from it for a little bit and let let what i've done maybe maybe that night at practice soak in you know
0: definitely um and then we'll kind of we'll we'll like wrap, wrap it up here a little bit Um, I know this has been one of our longer episodes, but it's honestly kind of been one of my favorites. So um, uh, I won't tell any of my other friends that. Uh, (laughs) But uh, what would you say to someone who's like kind of watching this, who's maybe looking to kind of kickstart their music career or just kind of they're just kind of looking to get in the game? And what are some first advice? Maybe I mean, if it's cliche, it's cliche, but maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not the cliches.
1: My, i mean dude you've got so many people that are are very bitter people because maybe they maybe they tried it and it didn't work for them you know and and they'll they'll tell people you know i was told a lot of times when i was first starting and even still today you know people are telling me well you know i wish the best for you but it's a hard road and, you know you're gonna get a lot of people that tell you no and stuff like that but what anybody that asked me that question, I tell them this, there is literally a huge market for everything. You don't have to be the best singer. You don't have to be a great guitar player. You don't have to be a great musician period. I mean, you can have a market based on your own style, whatever that is. I mean, you look at people like Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan was no, you know, Adele. He, you know, he was just, a very okay singer but it was his storytelling that made people love him mm-hmm. so whatever makes you 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 don't need to be afraid to want to go out and put that in front of people I've got a good friend in Indiana he's completely deaf almost and uh he's he's on up in years you know he's he's uh I can't remember exactly how old he is but he's you know I think he's in his 50s and uh he's just starting his own solo career and it's it's definitely a new process for him playing guitar and and singing and uh because again he's basically deaf but he's still doing it he's his name's john rimmel and he's still getting out and doing it and uh i would just tell anybody that wants to do it to just simply do it i mean we have social media now you don't have to have a record label you don't have to have anybody's you know monetary support especially when you can run to guitar center and pick up you know recording equipment for, I mean, you can get a whole recording set up for a couple hundred bucks, you know, mm-hmm. save up for a couple months, whatever you got to do and get it and start putting out music. I think it's, or even if it's not putting out the music and it's just working in the music industry, just, you know, find the connections and knock down the doors until you finally get someone that tells you yes, because someone's going to tell you yes at some point.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I think that's, I couldn't have said it better myself. And I didn't pay him to say that. So, um, uh. <laughs> um lastly I maybe should I, I probably should have asked this before but like um has um COVID impacted you as an artist obviously like it's a struggling time for everyone like do you have, would you have any advice would you do anything differently if there were to be another global pandemic years later um yeah
1: I think you know I don't know I think that the pandemic was new to this generation and well not just this generation, but the generations before it. you know, the last one we really had that we took seriously was, you know, in the early 1900s. Right. Um, we we had one in the mid, you know, the late 60s, but they held Woodstock right in the middle of it. So no one really cared. They were just like, we're going to do whatever. Right. But, uh, right. You know, so there's a whole generation and a whole, um, you know, era of people that didn't know how to handle it. And I think the next time that something like that happens, hopefully not in our lifetimes, but if it does, I think we'll know how to handle it a little bit better and uh, maybe be a little more mentally prepared for it. I think a lot of artists uh, struggled with not being able to get out and and go play and, you know, be amongst other people. I know I did. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, as far as how it impacted me directly, uh, you know, it gave me time to write songs, uh, write some, get some of this new stuff out there. And I wouldn't have ever jumped on TikTok. You know, before, and I think a lot of people are in the same same boat. You know, they looked at TikTok as kind of a you know a, a an app for people to get on there and dance, and then when the pandemic happened, you know, people were so bored they were like, "Well, went in Rome and they downloaded TikTok, and I did the same thing." You know, and I started posting videos, and you know, granted, I don't have a, two three million followers or anything, but I've got well over a hundred thousand now, and they're just you know incredibly a supportive group of people, and. Uh, that 100,000 followers is going to be such an invaluable asset to, you know, getting my music out there and kind of, I, I, descri- I like to describe it as, you remember when you were playing with, with Hot Wheels when you were younger and you had the the little rubber spinners that would push the car?
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's how I like to describe that little nest egg of, of followers is, you know, you you can do it on your own to a degree. But then you have this group of people that care about what you're doing and they can, they can get you on there a whole lot quicker. So I don't think I would have had that had it not been for, for the pandemic. So, uh, you know, whereas it sucked and it definitely hurt a little bit monetarily cause I wasn't getting out and playing shows and making money that way. It was also a blessing because I, like I said, I don't think I would have, I don't think I would have gained that, that support from those people.
0: Yeah. I would 100% agree. I think, and I think a lot of people, Like we we first kind of had that mindset, and then as it started to go on, like we started to kind of change our mindset and be like, "Why not make the best of it?" So, absolutely,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Love that. Um, Well, we've uh, talked a lot. I hope you all have enjoyed kind of watching and listening uh, this episode just as as much as I have. Um, It's a huge, um, it's incredible that uh, we've gotten uh, Mister Alex Key on here, and he's just a big inspiration for me. And, uh, I know for many others, I'm just one of his well over a hundred thousand followers, uh, as you mentioned, but, um, you know, this, this is the dedication he d- he gives for his fans. So, um, hey, I- man.
1: I- I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. And seriously, I mean, that's people that, like I said, nothing against certain artists and musicians, but you got people that even, even with the smallest amount of successes, they get big heads and they forget who the people that are, you know, supporting them and, That's not me man if you reach out to me and you want to talk about whatever and do do podcast if i can help you with your podcast i can help you with you know whatever your projects are whoever your students are you know whatever you're doing and and this goes for anybody you know i'm I'm willing to do whatever i can because y'all are supporting me so i gotta support y'all
0: yeah absolutely and i don't know if he knows this yet but um well i kind of do some like master classes with my students and so like Uh, I'll bring in like a special guest and they'll kind of critique whatever song they're working on close to a performance. So yeah. you, may have to, you may get to see uh, Mr. Alex in your uh, lesson time. So
1: let's do it. That'd be awesome.
0: Uh, but if you'd like to learn more, I encourage you to kind of let us know your thoughts um, below and uh, on the form on this website. And um, you can, there's a spot where you can ask Alex any questions and I'll just forward those directly to him and yeah. uh, we'll get those answered for you. And um uh, and I also encourage you to follow him on uh, his social media. So if you don't mind kind of letting them know where to find you um, on any social medias and um, I'll put kind of some links down below or in the description box. So.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, TikTok, you know, is my uh, biggest platform and that's just Alex underscore key underscore music. Um, Instagram's the exact same handle, Alex underscore key underscore music. Uh Facebook's Alex Key and the Locksmiths, but I'll probably change that to Alex Key soon because with with just Alex Key growing, I'll still keep the band name the same. But um I feel like the social medias maybe need to be a little bit more uh uniform. Mm -hmm. Um YouTube's the same right now. It's it's Alex Key uh Alex Key and the Locksmiths as well on there, but I'll I'll probably be changing that in the near future. But um but yeah, I mean, you know, type in Alex Key music on just about anything and and you'll it should bring it up.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. And, uh, we'd love to, we'd love to talk to you again soon and, uh, let's do it. Chance to. So I've loved, I've really enjoyed having you on this podcast.
1: Oh, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to talking to you again.
0: All right. Thank you so much.